Rose misses another. Smith has it. Knicks down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bang Podcast. It's been it's been a year, I think, um, <laughs> since the since our our win at Brooklyn. Uh, where Julius Randle put up 35, uh, and and what a year it's been. Uh, a lot has changed with the New York Knicks. Julius Randle is still around, uh, begrudgingly for a lot of fans, but we're back to chop it up and and you know give you our thoughts and hopefully give you some insight uh, if you haven't been following super closely about what is to come in this New York Knicks season. So I'm joined by my co-host uh, Jacob Margolis, uh, PhD soon. <laughs> Um, no, very excited to uh, get back with this. Starting excited for a new season of the Knicks. You know, and is it does this year feel different in any sort of way to you? I mean, it's definitely different for the world, COVID standards, what it's done to the basketball world. But I thought that NBA bubble was handled really well. We'll see how it ends up working out now that they're going to be traveling a little bit. But are you? Are you excited about the Knicks? It looks like we're going to be bad again. I always – it always looks a little bit different going into the season. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think that this team could be slightly different. I like Thibodeau a lot, and I like the general – I don't like the roster. I like, like, some pieces on the – like, some specific pieces on the roster. I think it could be a growth season, you know what I mean? I don't think we're going to be abjectly horrible, but I don't think we're going to be any particularly good. Um, so you're saying, you know, it's a growth season and we're going to have to grow because now, you know, we are overwhelmingly young. We don't have any players over the age of 30, um, which was not the case in prior seasons. And it seems like we're really going with the youth. And as Tom Thibodeau, who you heard some reports that he was looking for win now moves and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, just looking at our roster. Uh, it looks like we're going with the youth, and there's no real way around that. So do you feel confident that he's going to play the young guys? I I didn't at first, but after preseason, I think he's going to play the key youth. You know what I mean? I don't think – I mean, this is going to this is gonna let a lot of people down. I don't think he's playing Frank. Um, I think DSJ is going to get some run out of the gate. But I think ultimately it like – Four guys, four youth guys will play. I think RJ will play. I think Obi will play. I think Mitch will play. I think Knox will play. We're all very high on quickly right now, and I think quickly will definitely start the season. But I have a feel like this terrible feeling that he's not going to play quickly that much once Payton and Rivers are both healthy. Yeah, that's gonna it's gonna hurt to see because for me been screaming it from the rooftops for however long about how life-changing uh, a shot-creating point guard would be for this team. Um, and it and when you have your your primary playmaker is Julius Randle, I don't know what you expect to happen other than, you know, getting blown out every game and being disappointed because he doesn't even like to pass it. I mean, we saw RJ clapping three times under the basket. We know Julius sees him. And still he's hesitant to pass. So uh, hopefully we'll see quickly. I really like what he's been doing. but um, Or we could see Austin Rivers. I think he provides the necessary skill set for 
to open the floor up a little bit for the rest of the team because we are a pretty terrible shooting team. But uh, but Peyton would be really annoying to see. Not that he's not decent on a different team, but uh, not for us. I was about to say that, right? It's like I feel bad for how much shit we give Alfred Payton because he doesn't fit on this team literally at all because it's already a clogged team and he can't shoot. But, like, he's a very solid, competent point guard outside of just abjectly horrible shooting. He's, like, a pretty solid, competent point guard, right? He can push the ball. He can be pa- He's a good passer. He He's a decent defender, right? He just – doesn't fit on this team yeah he does everything well except what we need him to do (laughs) right exactly no but he does bring competency to the point guard position and it's like you know we haven't always had that so that's nice and that I feel like was a star attraction to Frank when we're watching him last season it's like none of these guys know how to play team basketball Frank plays team basketball but now as much as you know you and I both love him it seems like we don't really need him. I, I kind of agree with you. Like I, I don't see where he fits on this specific roster. I mean, like I love his defense, but I mean, outside of that, like unless he shows, this is the big thing for me. If he can show, he can shoot, right? Just like generally consistently. Let's say like thirty six percent, right? The league average is thirty five percent, I believe, or something around that mm-hmm. from three. If you could just I would shoot. imagine it's the the numbers are a little bit less favorable at the guard spot. I mean, yeah. he's probably a little bit more below. But yeah, true. Oh, oh, definitely for sure. He's probably much more below average. I think I I was looking at stats the other day. He's I think he's up to last season. Let me quickly look at his stats. But like, his shot has been getting better. I think he was starting out in the high twenties, and now he's in the low thirties. Um, damn high twenties. What a fucking rough. <laughs> Oh, that hurts to hear. So, his first season from three, it was 32% on two attempts. So, that's not really anything to write home about. But, like, last season was two point, was two and a half attempts, 32%. That's not good enough because he's a wing. Can we agree on that for a second? Can we talk about that? I think he's a wing. I don't think he's a point guard. I think shoehorning him into a point guard just makes him so a bad much idea. worse. Yeah, right? he doesn't have the handle to, to, uh, play the point guard spot and he doesn't have the quickness really no um, explosiveness there's he, his, yeah he um i don't know if i love him at the three though i think he's a two i think you can i think get he's away. a two i think you can get away with him at three in some lineup you could yeah i definitely it's like you could get away with him at the one but i see him as a two but i i don't know if i i, I really like the idea of him quickly knocks off the bench I like that because Knox – so this is like what I was thinking about before, and we'll get to this later when we talk about starting lineups, is I was thinking, do we want quickly to start and play with the Barrett-Randall line, or do we want quickly to play with Knox? And I think Knox thrives on – and this is why I'm fine with no Knox starting. Knox thrives on people getting him into the right position and getting him to pass in the right position. Like, he's still learning. He, he did not – he went – He's, I mean, he's hit 10 of his last 11 threes, which is amazing. <laughs> and, like, that's um, not going to that's not gonna stay, but, like... Oh, no, 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 it's not. It's just how he opened He opened last season like that. Exactly. But but um, when you're looking at them, at when I was watching the game, and I haven't reviewed the tape of Knox, to be honest, but when I was watching the game, he's not putting the ball on the floor. 
He was he caught the ball and shot it almost every time. So it's like if you can't get him in the spot and you're asking him to create, he can't do it. Yeah, he definitely. That's what he. I think he thrives when people. He needs. I um. Interestingly, I went to when I was at Davidson. Um, that I think it was my sophomore year. Uh, one of the guys who did who Kentucky played Davidson in the NCAA tournament. He was in my class, Peyton Aldridge, and he was our best player. And people were asking him, they're like, what do you guys, what do you think about, like, Kevin Knox and and uh, Shea Gildridge Alexander? And Peyton Aldridge said, like, and this was this was wild to me because, you know, Knox was getting all the plaudits at the time. And, you know, Alexander was, Shea Gildridge Alexander wasn't getting, like, he wasn't, people thought he was a good prospect. People didn't think he was a high-end lottery prospect. You remember, like, he was picked at the, what was he picked at, 14 I think or 12? He was, uh yeah some somewhere 13 or 14 right and then we picked Knox at eight right and mm-hmm. he said and this this stuck with me because it turned out to be exactly right which is you should ask people who actually play the game against people I guess you should ask right um and he said like Kevin Knox looked really good and did a ton but he didn't do any of that himself like Shay Gilgis Alexander put him in that position every single time to get the, like he said that SGA did all the work and yeah. like, that's really worked out. Like clearly like SGA is an incredible NBA player already. Right. And like Knox, I think is going to get there. I think Knox will get to being a good player. I don't know if he'll ever be a great player, but I think Knox will get to being a good, will get to be a good player, but at least at this stage. And remember, he's still like 21, right? He's still, oh, one, yeah. he's still one of the, he's younger than, he's younger than Obi Toppin. <laughs> right. It's like, it was always going to take time with him, but like right now, Knox cannot create for himself. And I think yeah. that the best part about Frank and, and Emmanuel quickly is they'll get him into the positions he needs to be. That's like what a competent point guard does. Right. I agree. Um, what do you think about, uh, let's say, let's say Tibbs tells us to go fuck ourselves and he starts Alfred Payton. <laughs> do you, what do you think about quickly and rivers together? I wouldn't hate that. Um, I'm just trying to think of the fit. That's some would... firepower. That's like actual firepower that can hang around with the rest of the league. That would Not be that nice... we're going to be elite, but. That would be a nice second unit for sure. Like that's a nice starting, like nice guard pairing on the second unit. I don't know. I don't hate that. I think that's probably how we'll start at least, right? Getting like, not to jump ahead, but I think like, that's what they asked Frazier. They asked Paul Frazier. They said, like, what do you think the starting lap will be? He said Payton at the point guard position. I think it, I think generally I do think Alfred Payton's going to start the season as our starting point guard and quickly will come off the bench as a second point guard. I think as they work Austin Rivers back in, he'll be a shooting guard. When's Rivers going to be back, though? Do we know? I'm, I'm not sure, and we don't really need him No, at the moment. He actually clogs things up more. Like from our perspective, because yeah. if you think about it, it's not going to be him or Alfred Payton. It's probably going to be both of them, and they're probably going to quickly will probably get kicked out of the ten man rotation. I would hate to see that, because we're talking about the idea of him potentially starting, and honestly, it's that it's ten games shorter, so we have we get to watch the Knicks lose probably nine less times. It's like, are we gonna? Like, let's just play the fucking young guys. It's a short season. We're on paper. I think we're, if not the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NBA. 
I'm not saying that we're going to be because I actually really love Tibbs. I love what he's done so far. I mean, and I know it's just preseason, but I mean, I literally took the Knicks minus 41 and a half two days ago. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, I just did it because I could. And I didn't, I didn't think I'd have another opportunity. But the Knicks are playing well so far. So, uh, I, you know, like, why not play the U? If we're if we don't have we're not going to make the playoffs with the with the with the um the vets. No, I entirely I entirely agree. I just think that he's going to want to be competitive, and I also think, for example, like there's no reason Rivers would come to the Knicks if he didn't know he was going to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though yeah. I think that this season could also be it's shortened. I think that we might ship out some of these guys quicker than you know quicker than we would in past seasons. Right, I think someone will want to buy Alec Burks. I think someone's going to want to buy Bull- Reggie Bullock if he's healthy for the year. Because remember last year, he didn't play for the first half, it seemed. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think someone might want Austin Rivers. I don't think anyone's going to want Alfred Payton because, you know, he's a point guard. But how many spots – there's only so many backup point guard spots where you can, like, deal with a guy who just can't shoot. I mean, like, Orlando has made it work with Michael Carter-Williams, which, you know, I'm a Syracuse fan, so it's big. For me personally, I loved seeing that. But like Michael Carter Williams, there's not many backup point guards who can't literally shoot. Like there's just so few. And you're not, you're not. No one's saying Alfred Payne's the key to the puzzle. Like no one is, no yeah. one's counting him as the key. And it's sad because he's a very solid point guard. He just should have played 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Walt likes him because he plays like Walt Clyde Frazier a little bit if he was bad. But um, <laughs> so all right. So before we wrap up on rookies, we got to talk about the number eight pick, Obi uh, Obi Toppin, our our yeah. new franchise piece. I can't lie, I hated this pick. I mean, so just a couple ways to like for context. I thought it was. I didn't want him. I don't like him at all. I thought it was. I was. I was okay with the pick at eight though, because he what he was supposed to go five or four, right? Like, realistically, he was supposed to go 5 or 4, even though there was talk about him going higher, right? There was a whole talk about how the Warriors love him, right? And the Timberwolves love him. But, you know, he was never going 1. He was never going 2. Um, so I thought they got the best value for their pick. Like, at number 8, he's like – it's not like we picked a guy off the board. We picked the best player available by far, too. Um, I don't like him at all, though. I think his offensive game's good. I don't think – I think his handle's a little overrated. I've watched mm. a lot of him trying to create, and it's not particularly good. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him unleash it more a little bit, shooting-wise, because he's open a lot on that little, you know, on the wing, and he's just got to shoot it. Yeah, he'll figure it out, hopefully, as the season progresses, because he's proven he has the ability in college. I know the NBA line's a little bit further back, um, so that's a deep two, and and maybe Tibbs might be one of the few coaches that's okay with it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his feelings about the deep two now, but it's like Obi has got to be a top four offensive talent to make up in the draft. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we got something there. I don't like that. He's literally Julius Randall who can jump higher in terms of what he brings to the team. I thought there was a really good comp that made me actually feel better is people compared him to John Collins uh, in the Hawks with the Hawks. I actually thought that was pretty solid. Like he can hit a corner three. He's, you know, athletic. Well, you got to, like, when you say Obi Toppin's athletic, you have to be careful when you say that because he's not athletic moving side to side. This is why his defense is so bad. But, like, yeah. 
the dude can just jump. You know what I mean? He can just absolutely just jump out of the gym, which is like it pairs really nicely with Mitch, right? Like he can't move side to side well. Mitch can clean up the rim, but like you're both like on like pick and rolls. I mean, you're going to get a lot of easy buckets with either one of them just rolling and catching an alley oop. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I don't know. I, I will, we'll see. We'll see. I think Tibbs is going to find a way to put him in the best position to succeed. I mean, they all seem very happy in the, in the war room when they took him. Um, but he's not as long as John's as John Collins. Um, he doesn't look nearly as physically imposing as he did in college. It's kind of weird. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like feeling, I, I'm, I'm willing to let him develop. We have enough, enough other young guys that you can <laughs> be excited about their trajectory that I don't, I'm not too stressed about Obi at the moment. He's not make or break for the, for the team, which is nice. No, for sure. And it was, it was at eight, right? Like who else were we taking? There was, I mean, it was weird though. Cause Denny, Avidi, uh, Avidia fell right and Tyrese Halliburton fell I'm 100% fine not taking Halliburton I think Halliburton like I think he's better than Frank but he reminds me a lot of Frank where there's absolutely just zero explosiveness um and it's just like limbs um you're big on Kara Lewis would you have have made the uh I was really high on Kara Lewis I like him a lot I think he's like I think he's got Ja Morant qualities you know like his ability to he pushes the pace, right? He can shoot. His stats at Alabama were ridiculous. But then I looked at him in the preseason. He's not really getting a lot of run. He might be a little more raw than I gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. I mean, Obi was the pick. I mean, I can't be mad. He was the obvious pick at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his ceiling his ceiling's really intriguing. I asked myself what's, like, the difference between him and Blake Griffin when Blake Griffin got drafted. <laughs> and maybe the difference is really the league. And not so much them as players. I was reading so. about that a little bit. I think Griffin was more. This is the this is where I come back to. It's not as if Obi is an athlete vertically. He's not an athlete laterally, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Brandon, Clark, he he's like the antithesis of Brandon Clark, where like they're both like these athletes at the four. But Brandon Clark was incredible moving side to side and whatever. Um, Obi is like an offensive powerhouse he's an offensive powerhouse i think we're going to get use out of the offensive position for sure with him but um i don't know maybe it comes down to effort with him for defense because you know he has athletic shortcomings but a lot of defensive shortcomings can be papered over by pure effort and you know just you know positioning and skill and if you're going to have like if anyone's going to teach you positioning and skill it's going to be um you know Thibodeau, right yeah so it's the effort it's the effort um all right well Try not to harp too much on. I think we got a good idea of, of the the two rookie guys we drafted. Uh, it's funny that a little bit more excited about our our twenty five pick than our eight. Um, <laughs> but we've got we now we can discuss how all these guys work together, and we touched on it a little bit. But what's what's your lineups? And my big question um, is if you had if you were to make the lineups, um, and you didn't have to worry about the front office or the fans or anything else, you just get to make your winningest lineup for the New York Knicks. Does Julius Randle play? Yeah. my big question. Yes. No. Um, Randle is incredibly annoying. I don't think any of us can that can like disagree. I think he's incredibly annoying. I think on the right team, he's a good fit as like a third, third scorer. Um, but 
he has to play. I mean, he's the best player on the team, which he does a lot of stuff that just angers us. I, I think RJ is the best player on the team. But I think RJ will get there by the end of the season. I really do think RJ will get there by the end of the season. But right now, I mean, Randall's coming off a 20-9 and nine year, right? And he, like, can yeah. competently shoot it from three. He can – I mean, he can take it, it – everything he does is kind of bleh because, like, right, because he turns it over a lot and he takes a lot of bad shots. But he can get to the rim. He can back his guy down. He can make passes. He can shoot. He can, you know. It's just that he doesn't. He does all of it. He should not be a first option. But I think if on my starting lineup, he has to be at the four. I think you. Right now, I'm thinking with a healthy Austin Rivers, I'd go Rivers, Barrett, and then I'd pick either Bullock or Burks. I love Bullock. I love Reggie Bullock. Um, Bullock. I, love, I like Burks a little bit more. I love Reggie. Um, and then I got at four, obviously Randall, and then five. I. People are very big on starting Mitch. I don't think you need to start him. I think you just need to play him 24 minutes a night. I don't think he can give you much more than that. That is my thing on him. I think he's always going to foul a lot, and I think it's just better for him. He's a huge guy. You know what I mean? He's never going to play 35 minutes a night. He, you know, we could probably get him up to 30, but, like, I'm fine with him playing 24 minutes a night on the second unit, right, where he gets more looks. So, for the first lap, I'd go with Noel. And I, would be I don't, like, yeah, I don't mind the idea of our starting lineup just trying to hold on, and then us having a strong bench unit. Hmm. It's not a bad idea for how we plan to stay in some of these games, like really yeah. run it up when the when when we when we get that matchup against their bench. Yeah, I I actually like the second, and then my second unit would be, I mean, at the moment it's going to be a manual quickly. I think there's a very good chance that that becomes Alfred Payton just because of, you know, how, how did those coaches, but like right now it'd be quickly on the second unit. Um, and then I would have again, Burks. Eh, yeah. Burks at shooting guard, Knox at the three. Um, the four would be Obi and the five would be Mitch. And I know that leaves out, that leaves out Frank completely. If Frank can prove he can shoot consistently and get that up to 36%, which is a huge ask. I'm ready to put him on that second unit ahead of Burks. But until that point, until that point, I would prefer just the you know the general shooting, you know, in the modern NBA. Now, if we took out the question of trying to win the most games this season, and we put in more so, what's the best for the franchise? Would you play Frank over Burks? Yes, yeah, for sure. I think in the starting lineup, you need to have Bull- you know Reggie Bullock or Burks, just because like you need the spacing to help RJ out. Right, you need the spacing to help RJ. You know, he, he RJ's not going to hit the ceiling playing with four guys who stand in the paint. It's just not going to happen, right? Like, I, I, my, my favorite comparison with RJ is um, Jimmy Butler, and we've talked about this. I really like the Jimmy Butler comparison. Like, it, you know, he has a lot of time. He has a lot of work to get there, obviously, but like, Jimmy Butler is not going to succeed with four non-shooters around him. You need shooters around him, mm-hmm. um, and I think. I think the best way to maximize this season is to maximize RJ and Knox and Mitch and to an extent Obi and Emmanuel quickly. Right. So you need to have shooters with RJ in order to maximize him and to get him in that groove. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it's the same for everybody, but RJ is the most important. RJ is the guy you want to develop. RJ is the only guy on the team who's a legitimate franchise cornerstone. 
um, and who I truly believe is going to be an all-star eventually. So, yeah, so um, what's your starting lineup? My starting lineup. I gotta say, I gotta say, Austin Rivers for now. I think the best um, argument for quickly is like quickly is gonna be on the team for a while. Uh, so let's let him go. You know, I think we can play him. I agree. It's like the same thing with Mitch. Like I think we can play him, but I think you want to make sure that you don't lose the game in the first quarter. And I think, I think Austin Rivers is 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 a guy just because he has the most experience. He can shoot. He can create his own shot, and he can open the floor up for other guys. <laughs> People were saying, you know, he hasn't played point guard since New Orleans, and also when he was on New Orleans, he was bad. I mean, Austin Rivers was a bit of a laughing stock. I know he's made his way around the league, but um, but if you ask him to play point guard, I, I think Austin Rivers can play. Like, I don't see, I don't see why he would be so abysmal at point guard. Um, so I think he has the ability. Then I go RJ uh, with Burks, probably. Although with Bullock, yeah, no, maybe Bullock. Yep, yep, because I like the idea of Quickly and Knox. Maybe a bit more than I like RJ and Knox. And I would hope the three of them can eventually start together. Um I just don't want to play quickly with Randall. I think Randall's <laughs> going to ruin quickly. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I definitely see that. I definitely see that. And that goes a little bit into my, like when I'm doing my starting lineup, because quickly, I don't know. I feel like Randall's just going to be, you know, just not going to let quickly be a point guard. Yeah. All right. So we'll start Randall. Fuck it. I really wanted to, I really wanted to do a hot take and not, not even play him just because I fucking hate watching him so much. It's like he just we're a young team and and why why in the world we we cannot score in the half we cannot keep up with any NBA teams in the half court except for the horrendous ones. So it, we're just going to lose. If we play the way he play and I know and I know that he puts up 20 and 9 for the season and even after you watch some of the games you're like wow Julius Randle had a pretty nice stat line. Why do I feel like he played like shit? <laughs> it's because he it's because it's because he didn't he he's he individually does not play like shit sometimes but his entire essence the way he plays basketball it, it it doesn't work for a young team so you know what fine we're gonna make the we're gonna make the starting lineup all the vets plus rj who's basically a vet in himself i mean he plays like he's like he's been in the league for three or four years already um so rivers uh barrett bullock um, even though I think Burks is a lot more offensively gifted than Bullock, but we'll we'll throw Bullock in there because I would like RJ to to handle the ball a little bit. Um, Randall Noel, and then off the bench, quickly Frank uh, Knox, Obi Mitch. Damn, I feel bad because Alec Burks is actually a legitimate good player. Yeah, I mean, last year he had a really good year, right? With the whole when he got traded mid season, like he was a legitimate. People thought he was a legitimate, like you know, legit piece. Um, so yeah. him or him or him or Bullock, I, I don't really care. Yeah, they're very. One of them two can start. I don't really have like. I don't see. Um, I don't think Tibbs is going to play more than ten players. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I don't really see a point in like Burks versus 
Bullock, right? Whatever happens, happens. They're very similar players. They're both like, I mean, they're different in all in like key ways, but their biggest asset for both of them is their three point shooting. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like the idea of Reggie Bullock more. Like as weird as that sounds, like he just seems like a really good dude. He has a cool story. And like I just like struck a little bit more. <laughs> I was gonna say because he plays defense. I wasn't gonna go because he has a cool story. <laughs> All right, but sure. I think he's a solid person. I think he's a solid person. I think that's important to have. Um, I'm not. I don't know about Burks, but uh, yeah. I mean, I I I think he's a good defender, but I honestly can't say with any certainty that Bullock is a very good defender. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So we are. We're going up in time. I don't know how many people will still be listening at this point, but if they are, let's we'll we'll go sort of quick here with the uh, with the general predictions. What's a what's a a hot a hot take a hot prediction you have for for the season this year? All right. Well, I don't know if it's a hot take, but if like if I'm doing my general predictions, I think first RJ. I think RJ ha- makes a jump. I think RJ makes a jump. I totally agree. We've seen him in preseason. He's looked a lot better. I don't know about that three-point stroke. I think the three-point stroke is going to stay mediocre, right? I think he's going to sit at 33 to 35%. But the way he's been attacking the rim and making layups this year versus last year when missing them, his vision's better. I think he makes a legitimate jump where he's like, maybe the stats don't change a lot. I think he becomes a lot more efficient. I also think we did not put RJ in a position to succeed last no, year. We we didn't. The coaches or the lineup. We did so not. So I think did. off that alone, he's going to have a much better season. But I also think he took a leap. So definitely agree with you there. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, last year we asked him to play point guard for major stretches, and he would strive into, like, four defenders because that was – because, you know, he has to go into the center. Right? He's got to go into the lane, and we didn't have anyone to make sure that defenders were outside of the lane. Um, I but think when really, he's not the primary ball handler, he actually makes pretty good decisions. Yeah, I think he, he's a good cutter, too. But he doesn't really – yeah. Um, all right, what, hit me with something else. Uh, I think Knox makes a little bit of a jump. I, think, I don't know if he becomes a superstar. Definitely not. But, like, I think Knox makes a, makes a pretty decent leap into becoming, like, a quality NBA player. And I think that, like, bodes well for them. The next year after that, I think he becomes, like, a starting-level point guard. Uh, a starting I, I mean, I think player. it's – completely contingent on his on on his point guard because mm-hmm. he can't have the ball in his hands. It's nice when you say, you know, when you debate some of these better teams and you're like, oh, but there's not enough ball to go around. It's not that he doesn't need the ball. He can't he cannot put the ball on the floor. He can't create for himself. But if you catch him driving to the to the rim, he has the athleticism and the length to take it and and make a and make a play. Or if you find him outside, he can really stroke it. So he has he has the ability. He just needs to be paired with the right guy. It looks like quickly can be that guy. Um, and I think last and I think in previous years, um, Frank as your point guard is not going to be able to set you up. So I think that we have these guys that can really take a leap because we put them in shitty positions for their whole career. Mm, I agree. So, I agree. We'll see. I, I would like to. I would like to think that he has a good year as well. But we've seen him go cold for quite some time. So. That's true. I think. I think quickly puts him. If quickly plays, I think quickly puts him in positions where he can hit down. He can make knockdown. He can knock down threes, right? Like from his spots. It clearly the corners are his spot. Um, and I there think there was some yeah. um, word. Yeah. Sorry. Say anything. Oh, and then yeah, and then like he he can't put the floor he can't put the ball on the floor that well, but he can pump fake and then take it hard, 
Like that's yeah. <laughs> and finish the alley oops. I think quickly, the way quickly like plays, and we've only seen a little bit, but he likes to push. He's an energetic point guard. I like him. I like him a lot. I think, I think he'll get Knox in a good enough positions where we see like legitimate growth from Knox, where we think like, he, there's questions right now if he's a legitimate NBA player. I don't think the questions will be there after this year. I think we'll think yes, he's a legitimate NBA player, and then I think the question will be next year, can he be a difference making starter? And like yeah. we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I like him for this year though. That would be nice. That would be really nice. I'm trying to think if I have any bold predictions. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying not to just shit on Julius Randle. My <laughs> prediction is, would be that Julius Randle is not here at the end of the year. Oh, if we could trade him for just like two firsts, which I know won't happen, but like two protected firsts. I'm not even asking for that much. Just two protected firsts. Yeah. The unfortunate thing about the Knicks is sometimes it does look it's like if we if we don't have Julius Randle, who's gonna fucking put the ball in the basket? That's but, a uh, that's a good point. <laughs> hopefully, point. hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll see some of these young guys step up. I, I like Alec Burks. I like Reggie Bullock. So you know, but anyway, so the question is, I mean, we we can talk about how much we like all these guys. The answer is that none of them are elite. We're not going to make the playoffs. We're going to be one of the one of the worst teams in the NBA. So as you try to keep your head up, but what do you think? Legitimately, the record is. So uh, it's the the Vegas has us at twenty two and a half. If you wanted to know what the benchmark was, is that with a seventy two game season? Out of seventy two games, okay. they think we're going to win twenty two and a half. <laughs> I actually disagree with you and the general predictions on this. I don't think we're making the playoffs before us, but I think like. I think we're perfectly in a position where we have a competent coach and we have some competent players. So I think we're going to beat the bad teams. I think we're going to lose to the good teams, which is like a step up because, you know, in years past, we'll lose to like the Cavs multiple times over a course of the season. Um, but remember, we play in a really tough, tough division, right? Like Boston, Brooklyn, and Philly should all be in the top five of the division, of the, division. Of, the, of, the of the conference, sorry, of the Eastern Conference. And the Raptors, I mean, I don't know right now with them because they lose Ibaka and they lose Gasol, right? And they lose some decent pieces off that team. Who knows with them how good they'll be? But there's four playoff teams in our five-team in our five-team division, which is tough. Um, I mean, the divisions don't do anything anymore, do they? Well, don't we still play a little more games against them? Don't we have to play? Do we still play four against them and three against everyone else? Oh, maybe. Like we could legitimately lose every conference, every in division game, um, which won't happen. But I mean, it's a legitimate thing that could happen. I would say I think we'll win about twenty five to thirty games. Um, yeah. I was gonna say twenty six and a half. So we're 30. somewhere along the same lines. The only reason I won't take the bet is because if RJ goes down, I don't know if we're gonna win any. I don't know if we're gonna <laughs> win a game. <laughs> Um, right, so we, RJ, so RJ's gonna be so key this year. I mean, I if he, oh, I'm very excited. I just watching that game against the Cavs, I smiled more times in that game than I think I smiled in any like for the like the, the entire right, like the entirety of like Nick's history in the past five seasons. Yeah, no, he's 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 amazing. Um, he's not a unicorn like Porzingis was, but. No. I think he honestly has a – I mean, he, I think he could be better than Porzingis. I, I mean, 
Porzingis can't stay on the floor is his main. That's uh, that's the thing, issue. right? Porzingis is going to be is always going to be one of the like the most like gifted players in the league, just because he's seven foot three, seven foot two, and can shoot like he can just. He's a he's a he's a, he's a dead eye shooter. He can block shots. He can guard guys on the perimeter. There's just no way he's ever going to stay healthy. I mean, like it's sad, but like the dude is just like the knees. You're not humans aren't supposed to be that huge, and they're not supposed to move like that. You know, like at the end of the day, if he plays more than half of like the games a year, I think that's a win for the Mavs. I agree. Which, you know, it's sad, but like you know, you have Luka Doncic, you can suck it up. Exactly. <laughs> um, word. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think we can wrap it up here. I mean, I'm just, I was having a recurring nightmare that I was going to have to hear about the Michael K. Gilchrist game for <laughs> a week or whatever these horrible scenarios could end up being. I mean, I'm sure we'll have an Alec Burks game. We'll talk about that. But, um, but I'm feeling good about the Knicks. I think we're going to be bad, but I think Tibbs is competent. I think we I think Kenny Payne knows the Kentucky players very well and knows how to help them succeed. Um and I think we're gonna be forced to play the youth and they're put in positions to succeed uh, more so than they used to be. So that is what I'm looking forward to. And my official prediction is twenty six and a half wins. I like I like that a lot. I'm gonna go with about that. I, I said between 25 and 30, so that's right there. I mean, at the very least, they can say that we'll know by the end of this season whether or not Knox is a legitimate NBA player. Like you're giving him Kentucky point guards, you're giving him a Kentucky coach, right? Like Kenny Payne, Emmanuel Quickly. Like what else can you really ask for him? You know. And there was there was a report that said he's a he's a priority among the coaching staff, and so. he should be. He should be because that talent is huge. I mean that. I keep saying this. I've said this a lot. He reminds me of Tobias Harris. And everyone should also go take a second. If you're watching this, you should go take a second to go check Tobias Harris's stats. They're dreadful in the first couple seasons, right? It takes time. You know, like, he's not, he's not going to be Carmelo Anthony. But, like, Tobias Harris has still a legitimate, you know, developmental track he can hit. Yep. And he's back with his old coach. Uh, and I've got him on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping for big <laughs> things from Tobias. But um, thanks for listening, guys, and and we're really excited to be back. Um, we're going to be talking a lot more about Knicks basketball, and uh, um, yeah, we're just excited. So so follow us on Twitter if somehow you find this uh, outside of Twitter, um, and we'll we'll definitely be chatting some Knicks, and we'd love if you chat with us. So thanks. All right, thank you, guys. <laughs>